0: It's the seventeenth of August, two thousand and twenty two. Chanting in praise of the Buddha, the Dhamma, the Sangha Uh, brings immense benefit. It's what we call Buddha, Nusati, Kamatana, uh, Dhamma, Nusati, Sangha, Nusati. These objects of recollecting the Buddha, the Dhamma, the Sangha. And these are appropriate meditation objects for those people who have sata, who have this belief, faith and conviction. so maybe some people, they have this faith that comes through wisdom, that they've reasoned these things out already and found that it's appropriate to believe in them, to have faith in them. So we can recollect the goodness, the qualities of the Buddha, his immense compassion, for example, there was no bounds to that compassion. And that the Buddha awakened, he was the joyful one, as Buddha, the one who knows, the awakened one, the joyful one. And not only that, but he taught us, he opened this gate for us to reach this nature of awakening ourselves as well. So, if we set our hearts on training, then we'll be able to reach that. And just like in the various knowledges of the world, various skills that people have, such as uh, cooking food, or uh, constructing buildings, or in medicine, that there are many kinds of this knowledge many occupations that rely upon that knowledge. And for those who have studied and gained that knowledge, then they're able to do that occupation with uh, skill, and they can do it fully and well. So the Buddha is the owner of this sāsana, of this religion or dispensation. And he taught us to walk this path of sila, samadhi, and punya, of virtue, collectedness, and wisdom, in order to reach the end of suffering, in order for awakening to manifest, for wisdom to arise, knowing in time the nature of sankharas in line with their truth, So we understand what sankaras, these conditions or fabrications, what they're actually like, this heap of physicality and mentality. And so we practice that, Um, we know sankaras as they are, and we walk this way of sila, samadhi, and panya. So, sila, it's Having sense of collectedness or restraint over actions of body and speech, collecting them within the bounds of the precepts—be they the five precepts, or eight, or ten, or two hundred and twenty-seven—and the sealer it looks after a heart and stops it from becoming kind of chaotic. But there's still some issues there within the heart. It can still be a lot of thinking, a lot of scatteredness. And at times we can't stop that thinking. We may try to tell our mind, well, I don't want to be thinking right now. I don't want to be thinking about this thing. I don't want for you to proliferate um, and give rise to love and hate. But are are we able to dictate these thoughts like that? Are we able to order our minds about like that? Can we control this conditioned phenomena in that way? Because there's still avidya, this ignorance, which is conditioning the mind. And so the mind gives rise to these meritorious sankhāras and the meritorious sankhāras, and that's beyond our control. So we need to train, we need to meditate, to lift our minds up so they become better, so they become higher. Because if we don't do that, if we just allow them to follow their natural course, then what will happen is the defilements will take the lead, and they will cause the mind to drop down and down. And in the end, the mind will just be filled with suffering. If, however, we are persistent in this training, we put in our effort, Um, then the opposite will happen. And this effort is something that's very important. Because if we have faith already, we have this belief, but if we don't put that into action, if we don't walk following that path, then that does give rise to some benefit, but it's just a little bit of benefit. There's merit there, in that we have good views, we believe um, about merit, we believe about demerit, but we still aren't yet able to actually do it. But one day wisdom arises, and we can put in this effort to abandon unskillful states and give rise to meritorious states through seeing the nature of birth and having been born, then we're constantly burnt with the fires of aging, sickness and death. And this is something that we see with wisdom. If we see a house burning and we feel the heat of that fire, then that's a feeling that arises in the body and also through the sensory faculty of the eye. But in terms of Dhamma, we see that with the heart. So seeing these fires of aging, sickness, and death is something that happens in the heart. And then we seek for a path out of suffering. But that path requires our effort requires our sincerity. So just like the monks who are intent on going to the morning chanting, the evening chanting, going on arms rounds, doing uh, the chores in the monastery, sitting meditation for five hours or six hours a day, and they have that sincerity of heart. So when we put in our effort like this, and we try to make that smooth and consistent as well, and in the end we will get there, we will reach this peace of heart, and realize for ourselves that it's like this. The peace in the heart, samadhi, is cool, just like this. Having the sense of the mind and the body being very buoyant, being very peaceful, cool, it's just like this. And this feeling arises in the heart like this. Even though externally the weather might be quite hot, but internally we feel very cool just like we're sitting in an air-conditioned room. This is what samadhi is like. And the in that state, the sense objects that give rise to greed, hatred and delusion, they just don't come up. There's mindfulness there, there's samadhi there, and there's wisdom which is looking after the mind. And at this point, contemplating into the Dhamma is something that's quite easy. We can see the mind proliferating, and then we tell ourselves that this is something that's not sure, it's impermanent, and we believe that. So if samadhi is operating like this, then teaching our minds is easy. But if we don't have samadhi, or that samadhi is just a small amount, then it's hard We can teach our minds, we can say don't attach to this, but they don't really believe us. So we need faith and we need this sincerity and effort as well in order to give rise to samadhi so we're able to teach our minds. We can tell ourselves how these meritorious states of mind, it's like having good thoughts, that when this happens, the mind is like a deva. But when there are harmful thoughts appearing in the mind, then the mind is like a terrorist in that state. That there is a vija, this ignorance, which is conditioning the mind and giving rise to this inner yaka or this inner ogre. And if we teach Uh, or we try to teach our minds in that state that this is not sure, that this is something that's impermanent, and that these thoughts, they're not actually my thoughts, then we may be able to let go of these. If samadhi is there, then wisdom will arise. But if there's no samadhi, then the defilements will be overpowering the heart. So then we need to forbear Need to try and show restraint and caution, need to put effort into keeping our sila well. And then next we try to make our samadhi firm so that wisdom is able to arise. This sati or mindfulness is something that's necessary in our practice. And something that we need to try to give rise to constantly through our efforts and putting in this consistent effort, viriya lampa. So like if we're working and then we finish that work, then we have time to meditate, time to practice, time to cultivate our minds. Or while we're working, if we have a break, then we can use five minutes of that break to develop mindfulness, bringing the mind to peace contemplating how there isn't really a me, there isn't a them or another. So if we're experiencing a lot of the sense impressions, then there'll always be this me and them arising. So we should contemplate um, the opposite, and contemplate in order to rise to emptiness. And if we can do this just once, then the mind will be filled with the Dhamma. The Dhamma arises within our own hearts. And maybe even when we're working, then this peace can come up within the heart and we can see into the nature of suchness and that the body is just a body. The sense of self is just merely that. It's not a reality. Then the mind becomes empty and become still and peaceful in the state of samadhi, and this is something that is possible to happen. So for us practitioners, may we all really set our hearts on this. Having faith as our leader, and then wisdom will come following. Trying to put an effort and to be persistent in one's practice. So may you set your heart on this.